Hello, Hopers. Welcome to another Thursday Hope Daily Podcast. This is Pastor Ryan, and I am excited to go through the next section of Live in Grace, Walk in Love, a 365-day journey devotional by Bob Goff. Today, we are looking at entry number 22 in the book, which is titled, Love Doesn't Obey All the Rules We Try to Give It. Again, that's Love Doesn't Obey All the Rules We Try to Give It. This title is important, and I think it's a really great focus for this devotional, and I think it's a really great focus for us. So it's important to absorb that idea, again, that love doesn't obey all the rules we try to give it. And we can see the scripture that he uses to back this up. We can see the things that Bob Goff mentions to kind of flesh this idea out, and I'll talk a little bit about it myself. But I think it's important to establish that I do believe right off the bat that more often than not, we are trying to put too many rules on how we love people. If you take nothing else away from this podcast today, it should be that love doesn't always obey all the rules we try to give it, and so try to give it just a few less rules. So let's dive in with the scripture that he uses for this uh, entry, which is James chapter 2, verse 1, which reads, My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. I love that he uses James chapter 2 verse 1 here because I feel like there's a lot of people who know that love doesn't obey all the rules, that we don't need a bunch of rules to tell us how to love people, but we still try to defend the reasons why we don't get along with certain people using the Bible as our reasoning. And I think that it's really important that we look at scripture like James chapter 2, which the whole chapter as a whole talking about favoritism is focused on how in the church Christians try to use the Bible to promote favoritism for particular groups for all kinds of different reasons that they think are biblical or that they think make sense within our community to make our community of faith stronger. But James just tears them apart and tells them, no, you cannot, you cannot show favoritism. We must not do that if we are part of this body of Christ. So right off the bat, there's this kind of idea that if even if you think your rules come from a good place, there's a good chance that you're using rules that you don't need to use. Right after all, if our if our template for loving people comes from Jesus, Jesus loved everyone unconditionally. He offered his invitation to everyone unconditionally, despite what they may have done in their life up until that point. Jesus's invitation is for all people who would believe in him, who would accept him. So the overall message here is that we should spend far less time than we do debating who we should love, debating whether or not we should show love to certain people based on how they behave, whether or not we should welcome people into our arms based on the choices they make in life. And we should spend more time, much more time, just welcoming them, just opening our arms, just opening our hearts to as many people as we possibly can. We often approach love as if if we accidentally love the wrong person, God will condemn us. And I've talked about in previous podcasts how that attitude and that thinking with God as if when we do things wrong, he punishes us more. When we do things right, he blesses us more. It's just fundamentally wrong. It's fundamentally not how God works and operates in our lives. But beyond that, God does not punish people for loving. He does not punish us when we embrace people because that's what he tells us to do. That is exactly his command. How could we think that God would condemn us for loving our neighbors as ourselves when Jesus put that as the number two command of all the commands of Scripture? I've discussed this attitude of love before where we're afraid to love the wrong people. We're afraid to love people who we aren't supposed to when really 
the problem, the sin that we're committing is the fear. That fear right there. We're not supposed to love in fear. We're supposed to love boldly and radically like Jesus did, right? Bob Goff um, calls this love, loving in containment, and he writes, it lives, Love lives on the move, not in containment. It can't sit still for long because it's too eager to find people to express itself to. I think as Christians, we generally need to be more aware of the boundaries that we put up in our lives that we think are there for good reasons that actually damage our relationships with others, which damages our witness to other people. Because our witness, you know, evangelism, Jesus's work in our lives is relational. And so our work in other people's lives also has to be relational. And if we are putting up these boundaries that hinder these relationships and make them wither away rather than allowing them to flourish and grow, then all we're doing is being counterproductive. I can think of more than a few examples from my own life where I have thought because I'm supposed to be a role model and I'm supposed to make sure that looking after the people who I'm discipling, that I have withheld appropriate levels of love from people who what they really need was more love. If I would pour as much love as I can into these people, then they might actually change to, to behaving the way that God tells us to, right? If God is love, then the answer to getting people to do the things that God wants them to do is to show them more love, not to hold them back from it, not to put up boundaries between them and the love of God. How, what hope do they possibly have to turn to God if we're withholding the love that they need to see God? And sure, it might seem obvious, right? that if we want people to come to God, we have to show his love to them and not withhold it. But here we are always putting up boundaries, always setting up rules, always saying, well, they did this, they did that. They're living in sin in this way or another. And so I can't interact with them. I can't communicate to them. I can't be around them. I can't associate with them because that would bring down my witness or that would be corrupting to my character. I don't think that we give God enough credit in his command to, for us to love people when we say things like that. It's like God tells us to love people, but he didn't realize that if we went and did that to all the people that we would get in trouble. I'm going to read this last paragraph that Bob Goff writes in his entry because I think it's just such good stuff. So this, this is an entry directly from the book. It says, it's good to have boundaries in our relationships, but it's also okay to break the rules every now and again too. People will tell you not to give money if you don't know how someone will spend it, but sometimes love tells you to give it away anyway. People will tell you to turn off your phone to create space to reflect and recharge, but sometimes love answers the call. People will try to put principles in place to give order to our lives, and that's fine, but love doesn't obey all the rules we try to give it, so don't get hung up making them. I don't think the point of loving people without boundaries is to let them get away with any mistakes they're making, let them get away with living in sin, not confronting people, not holding people accountable. I don't think that that's what it's about. I think what it's about is that we're fixated on the problems. We're fixated on sin. We're fixated on things that put up blocks rather than trusting in God to be the judge, trusting in God to be the mediator, trusting in the Holy Spirit to move their hearts, to move their hearts to um, you know, repentance. We're too busy worrying about God's job. And it is God's job to change people's hearts, not ours. That we are utterly failing at putting out the correct amount of love into the world. 
That's what I want to leave you with this week. That's what my prayer is for you, that you will love with no bounds the way Jesus loves you with no bounds, the way God loves you with no bounds. I pray that you will share that love boundlessly to the world, that you will love all your neighbors, no matter where they are and no matter what they do, and that you will just pray that God will work in their lives and that you will trust God to do what he has promised he will do. Thanks for listening.